Welcome back to 13th and Elm, another episode where three guys talk about a movie that they watched. This week, the guys are me, Bill, Rob, Michael. What's up? Who are you? On? I'm Bill. I said <laughs> oh, that. Oh, okay. Who are you? I'm Rob. Who are you? I'm uh, Michael. Last I checked. Right on. How you guys doing? I'm doing okay. Champing at the bit. I'm ready to fucking dig into this one. Sink my teeth in, if yeah. you will. How you guys Ooh. been? I feel like I haven't seen you guys in a minute. I spent yeah. uh, most of my yesterdays with a couple of fucking real jer- jagoffs. Yeah. And uh, ate some food and uh, yeah, got locked yesterday. in a fucking room. But oh, other than you that, visited it, your stepfather? Yep. And uh, he's still stronger than me. <laughs> well, he's just sick, but he loves you. That's true. That's Spoiler. True. Well, no. It is now. <laughs> Uh, so we watched Antlers this week, uh, twenty twenty one. This just came out a couple months ago. Uh, Scott Cooper, who hasn't done a whole lot of horror, but Crazy Heart, Out of the Furnace, Black Mass, stuff that's got people in it, actors mostly. It does have actors in it? Um, violence, Crazy Heart. I don't know. I don't know what that is really. Crazy Heart, I believe, was like nominated for Best Picture, and I think Oscar. maybe Jeff Bridges won the Best Actor. He is for that. in that. I think he rides a horse. No, I think he's a, a songwriter. Oh, no, he's like, yeah, he's a songwriter. He has a ride a horse? He might ride a hog or horse. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But yeah, he's like a country musician who tries to turn his life around after beginning a relationship with a young journalist, I believe, played by Maggie Gyllenhaal. That sounds like she. He definitely rides a horse then. <laughs> One of well, them does. That's pretty mean to sound Ma- Maggie Gyllenhaal as a horse, but okay. Have you seen her? Yes. Yeah, she's very pretty. Yeah, true. How do you suck a fuck? Um... <laughs> Antler stars Carrie Russell as Julia Meadows, a middle school teacher currently living with her brother Paul, the town sheriff, who's played by Jesse Plemons. He's a fucking badass, though not in this, but we'll get to that. Uh, one of Julia's students, Lucas, played by Jeremy T. Thomas, seems to have some dark secrets that leads to horrible encounters with an ancestral creature. Um, we got two experts in the building on this film. By the way, I just want to start that by saying we got an Oregon man and we got a Lord man. Okay. What? He's from Oregon. You're real into lore. That's right. I didn't and think like you were going to go with that. But and, yeah, you're right. And um, this movie's got both of those. A lot of generational abuse, also, which I have knowledge of. Yep, and there's we quite a good that? amount of methamphetamine, <laughs> which I have a good fucking background in as well. See that's what I'm saying. So you you guys kick it off because this is this is this is home territory. This is <laughs> I don't know this. I don't know. Um, I don't know math. I don't know trees and antlers <laughs> and 
I do know trees. I was it's a lot of softwoods <laughs> in this movie. You know, it's up in the or- the Oregon coast, so it's a it's you know a lot of a lot of pine. It is not filmed in Oregon, though. No, it's, it's like not. But does it look like Oregon? You know, if I didn't know the movie was supposed to be taking place in Oregon, I'd be like, oh, I wonder where this was filmed because it definitely looks like the Pacific Northwest. It looks like you know, like where I grew up. But if you're like, does this look like Oregon? I've been up and down the coast, and I could tell you like confidently that this was not filmed in Oregon. Like this is not the Oregon coast. There's a lots of it that looks like Oregon, and there's I I just. I would like whatever be this guy, but like I would have recognized that Oregon coast, and like I could tell it wasn't. It was a little more northern. It was filmed in Hope, British Columbia. Yeah. So um, it was a little rockier, and uh, but as far as like the colors and the gray, obviously there's like some filtering camera and stuff. But yeah, like a fogs. It's wet. Lots of ferns. Lots of like um, destitution. High gray, high canopies and the low ground cover and stuff like that. And, like yeah, it it's. Oregon, Washington, British Columbia. Like, this is the PNW. Yeah. It looks great, though. It made me, like, miss home quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing that I thought was fucking wild um, was, like, do a little bit of fucking research because. Talking to Co- us? No, I'm talking oh. to the, like, Scott Cooper. What's his name? Yeah, Scott Cooper. On Cole? What? Oh, yeah. The is that not an Oregon Cole? thing? Cole? No, it's not a fucking Oregon thing. You could have went with like commercial fishing. You could have went logging. with logging would be the two obvious ones. Coal? I actually thought it was before like the first five minutes. I thought they were like in the industrial area was a lot like an old logging camp or like something. Old mill. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's a mine. It's like, oh, a mine? Yeah. I think they really okay. just wanted the set piece of the mine because mm-hmm. it kind of like secrets or something. Yeah. Like I you kind of get some of that. But without even getting into the story, the first 15 minutes of this movie are gorgeous. I mean, a lot of the film was shot very well, but mm-hmm. I feel like the the intro and like that shot, we'll get into it, but that shot where you're seeing the, the truck parked outside of the mine, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, that's gorgeous. Yeah. And that does look a lot like Oregon because it, before it looked like a mine, it did to me also look like a lumber mill, like a sawmill or something like that. And man, I got to tell you, like... I grew up with this shit, man. It was like flannels and fog and trucks beat to shit in old industrial yards for fucking mining fucking or sheepskin lined Levi's jackets. Dude, that mm. uh, yeah, that all makes sense. And like the the people, I feel like I like this did have lots of like tones of home, but like did it look like Oregon? Yeah, it looked like Oregon. I could just tell it wasn't. Two hundred miles north. Yeah, like does Joseph Gordon Levitt look like fucking Heath Ledger? Sure, no. but like, can I tell them apart without I question? I hope so. Absolutely. <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt has a baby face. Yeah, mm. oh, Heath and Ledger hasn't day. aged in like fucking years. twelve years. <laughs> I like that one. It's a good one. <laughs> Whatever. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's uh, my two cents on like the set, and we'll touch on more of it as it comes up. But like, love the setting. Was really pretty. The setting was great. Um, yeah. Lots Rob. of meth cooking around there. That In you Oregon, know of? Any, oh any my small town god! Anywhere yeah. USA, especially blue collar, fucking like r- just anywhere, like rural small towns, like especially you want to talk like failing industries such as 
coal, lumber, commercial fishing where the shit's dried up and you have a bunch of unskilled laborers who have minimal education and families that they need to support on uh, mm. a fucking income that has evaporated because the system has failed them. Yeah, lots of fucking meth. People selling that shit, people smoking that shit. Mm. This is Rejecting like... Rejecting it, apparently. Apparently. Dude, oh, man, I have had an... Ex- unfortunately like an extreme exposure to fucking methamphetamine for sure in my youth growing up fuck yeah so that honestly hit the nail on the fucking head when he handed that kid the bag like right away to put in the tr- uh the glove box yep. i was like that's meth yep and like it I, didn't take long to confirm that but i was like that's meth and was, that's as, a tweaker as and, soon as he puts the gas mask on right uh i mean under the assumption that he's at a law or a, like a sawmill, like a logging mill, I'm like, you don't need that here, and they're definitely not working. Like us, like a K95 would do the trick if you don't want sawdust. Yeah. But then when you start walking into a mine, I was like, well, I'm pretty sure you're cooking meth in this mine, but like, I don't know. It's a meth oh, mine. was was it when he lit the road flare to go into the mine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's abandoned. <laughs> There's no like lamp. But also, you can bring a lantern you, to an abandoned you could, mine, especially if you're only walking 65 well, feet and then dousing source. the fucking flare out and, and then, then lighting s- another one immediately after. <laughs> that was ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but it did look good. And it, I mean, just like the descent, where you're in like an enclosed space mm-hmm. and you have that road flare, like it just fuck, man, it looks great. It looks good. And the sound. You get that, you know, lanterns don't make a lot of noise. The sound in this movie was outstanding. I love the sound editing. I'd say it was standing. Go on, then. I'd say it was in standing. This makes great content. (laughs) It's good. I didn't care for the score, actually, but the sound effects were pretty good. Especially the um, pumpkin head sound that they kept using over and over again. Ed Hartley. That one? <laughs> no, no, the the cicadas. Oh, yeah. Did you guys not clock that? There's not really cicadas in Oregon. Either. There's not, but there is Pumpkinhead. I mean, Wendigo. Yeah, Wendigo is like a thing that I definitely was familiar with. So I didn't. Wa- I never watched trailers. I've been interested in watching this movie since I first heard about it. You fucking tell me, set in Oregon, Guillermo del Toro horror adjacent creature feature whatever dead kids there's nothing else i need to know i'm fucking on board so we're getting a little taste or two of lore and i'm like this is a fucking wendigo and then like it's all but confirmed and then it is confirmed i was like fuck yeah that's sick i mean the intro is literally in spoken in ojibwe language so like you know that we're getting into some some native indigenous myth right Mm -hmm. and aside from i'm sure tons tons and tons of of different cultural relevancy in the pacific northwest and british columbia white folks only know so many and wendigo's like top the list for me at least for sure yeah, I didn't know this was a uh, a Wendigo film going into it either. I was interested to see what turn the creature was going to take. And you don't see a lot of Wendigo shit. I was trying to think of other movies Mm-mm. that's prominent in. And I know it's like in Pet Cemetery, but I don't even think yep. it's really in the movie it's, as much as it is in the story. It's more in the story. It's referred <clears throat> to. Um, and there is, a, I never saw it, but there's a movie that came out in like 2000 or 2001 called Wendigo. But I'm like somewhat familiar with the like the the lore at least as like you know mythologically in in um, native culture and how it's uh, 
kind of like a, a, a spiteful, hungry spirit, and it has to do with cannibalism and all that. So like I was like at least somewhat familiar with it. And also the depiction of, you know, having antlers and having like kind of a, like a deer skull or like a servine skull and um, being like monstrous and almost quadrupedic, but also like can get on the hind legs and, and, and have like a hulking kind of, you know, upper body and like that sort of depiction. But that might just be my exposure to like, you know, stuff on Google and DeviantArt and all that shit. The creature design was great. Also, um, I know there's like an episode of Supernatural that oh. um, that's a Wendigo. It's a, there's a Wendigo, like uh, Monster of the Week on Supernatural, um, which I've heard from a handful of people who I trust that like I should check that show out and that I would like it. And I, a lot, the most common comparison I get is X-Files. Buffy. Okay. People are always like, dude, if you like Buffy, you'll like Supernatural. I was like, yeah, but will I like all 17 fucking seasons? Jesus Christ. That show is like... I mean, you play D&D, right? You like Monster of the Week? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know who loves Supernatural? Who? My daddy. Shout out to dad. Love you, dad. Love you, dad. He loves Supernatural and he loves Grimm. Really? Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, I've heard, like, fucking strangely, I've heard really good things. And I know it's really popular, and I've seen bits and pieces, and it's not bad. I just always made the assumption that it was, like, some CW teen fucking horror type of shit that's, like, clearly aimed at, like, adolescent You're young not wrong. women. It's probably not for me, but apparently it's really well written. I mean, and, you like, like Buffy, funny. right? I fucking love Buffy. Okay, who's that aimed at? I would It's, like, pretty sexual. <laughs> I would say adolescence in general i don't know if it's gender specific and okay. i could be wrong it That's could fair. be the same thing about um, strong female lead like yeah. um you know i could be the same about supernatural but yeah dude buffy is fucking great back to the movie yep um yeah the the story is engaging but it's it's pretty slow paced for the first hour at yeah, least f- 50 yeah. minutes i would say at least it's definitely a slow burn and not my favorite slow burn either i just ended up not caring too much about any of the characters yeah um and i hard hard disagree on that really which ones did you like the most in order of all of them well jules and i'm uh, just saying sorry what oh go ahead you can go ahead and ask me a question (laughs) and just talk right over it that's fine the teacher yeah Yeah. jules carrie russell felicity yeah i did not care for her character okay did you actually give a shit about her being an alcoholic and never acting on it? I mean, like it's good character development, but they didn't develop it though. They, no, don't they, they show it like three times over it. That was her, like, the subtlety of this film is what makes it so good. Look at pints across the counter. Yeah. Dude, yeah, she's uh, hurt people. Hurt people, man. She's seeking solace in her fucking from her abusive past, and she doesn't have to go deep into it. And it, the movie would not have benefited from another fucking. 15 minutes of exposition going into that. Like she has some trauma. She has some flashbacks. She has like moved through various forms of coping mechanisms to deal with that. And none of it is overt, but it's all stated enough to make it clear why she would sometimes put herself in not like intelligent situations because she wants to alleviate the suffering from somebody else. And I think that all of those things were really important in developing her relationship with Lucas. And I would say that of all the, like all the characters 
were really fucking good and in very very well acted even this little thomas t what's his name uh, t- uh jeremy uh, t thomas yeah. the kid i fucking hate kid actors dude especially if it's going to be like a yeah, main protagonist and like he was actually really good now there are some inorganic feeling parts where he has to have adult conversations with adults and mm-hmm. i think that that's just that's unfortunate i won't knock that against him but as far as his emoting and like his reactions not only to those around him and the fucking but the monster and his family like were powerful and well delivered and i was definitely brought in with the whole dynamic between jules and her brother who that relationship is a little ambiguous in the beginning it is um but yeah man i hard disagree like this the subtlety of this film is part of its genius as spoiler alert I fucking really, really liked this movie, actually. Yeah. I'm about to gush for a fucking hour. I look forward to seeing you gush. Um, I didn't not like this movie. I, I also didn't love this movie. And I think that parts of it are subtle and parts of it are not subtle. Like, you didn't need to say the part where he's like, don't make this about you. Like, you already know that's what she's doing. Yeah. So you didn't need to say that line. You also, it, it's not like a big deal. It's not like knocking over the head, but there's a part where he's like, well, yeah, lots change in 20 years. It's like, okay, you didn't need to fucking put a, like a number on it. Yeah. So like, there's like small little lines like that that weren't like, oh, this is terrible, but it's like, okay, not so subtle. Yeah, but they were small and like, yeah. even if they weren't subtle, they weren't redundant. No, they and I weren't. I think for a large part of the audience, like, some, people are idiots. Like, yeah, it's like some including people us. would, definitely including us, but like, <laughs> some people might, not only benefit from that, but like, frankly, require it. True, but but also with uh, with Lucas, um, he's he's like this is like the darkest timeline from Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle, <laughs> and also he is like <laughs> more precocious than a Wes Anderson film child. Like his mental like capacity and his ability to process stuff as a twelve year old is outstanding and a lot of this is he's thrust into like he's literally like taking care of his whole family he has to survive and he's trying to survive also when he's like being you know looked over by the school nurse i feel like i was watching the machinist or whatever with christian bale it's like do they fucking starve this kid as a cgi holy shit i can see all his vertebrae man. i mean christian bale did it why can't a kid because christian bale's a grown man <laughs> so one of yeah, the, the people, marks on his back and shit. Sorry. One of the people who had made comments about this film to me a couple months ago, they were really anticipating watching it. Just a acquaintance of mine um, ended up watching it, and they were stoked, um, waiting in anticipation. And they're like, yeah, "I was a little let down." Blah blah blah. I won't say anything else. So today at work, I just made mention. I was like, "Oh, I watched the analyze." They're like, "What do you think?" And I, you know, admittedly, I have some gripes, and I'll get to them. I do have some gripes. It wasn't a perfect film, but I really liked it. And his, he was a little perplexed by that. And his response was, you know, I just, I had some gripes. I thought there were some cool things. Maybe my expectations were too high. But what really did it for me is there's no way that this kid could be so precocious and so adaptable in his everyday life and just move through, you know, the motions to take care of himself with a fucking monster at home. And I think that that is a really important thing to talk about because this is the Wendigo, right? Mm -hmm. And Wendigo is kind of a story of not only cannibalism, but like it's an insatiable 
appetite. It's mm-hmm. about greed. It is a voracious consumer and eating flesh creates the hunger. And that is such a beautiful metaphor for addiction, particularly methamphetamines. Mm-hmm. And I would say when you view it through the lens of the allegory of meth addiction, which has been a huge problem in this fucking country, but it's specifically like the homelessness and methamphetamine addiction issues in Washington and Oregon are not a fucking joke. Like I've seen this so many times and I would make the argument that very like millions of kids in this country and the world are adapting in very similar ways every single day and doing what it takes to survive and going home to a very comparable type of monster where I'm not like, overstating it to say that i grew up with many kids like this i've seen them in my family like 12 year old kids mom's not around dad is fucking gone because he's a fucking bag whore and he's just tooting booger sugar and making fucking shit with his friends and he's not taking his kids to school and he's not giving his kids baths and they're not getting fed and you know but they go to school like there's a lot of kids out there that fucking do that shit and Lucas to me was like super real character. Like, no, be, beyond like his precociousness, like uh, yeah, it's like a reflection of society and of kids that exist. I, I agree with you. I mean, you have to embellish a bit because it's a, it's a, a creature movie. feature and it's a yeah. movie yeah. and it's got to be, you know, it, it was not pre- presented under the idea that this is a based on true story. And like, I'm not saying like the monster shit, but it's like based on real story. And if, it was just straight meth addiction that was the monster addiction in general right as like like a concept right then like maybe there would be more points of uh emphasis on fleshing out like why and how he has these resources but like for this i mean it's an allegory this metaphor here and his precociousness didn't bother me because I saw what they were trying to do. Like, I mean, this disease, this addiction, this infection has stripped away his family dynamic, his security. It's eroded all relationships and resources that this kid has had. Um, and I mean, anybody who tries to come close and help is either consumed or devoured by this fucking infection. Like the father, prevents that from developing like this movie to me honestly was fucking great and i think that painted that picture really well yeah um i mean i i didn't grow up in like a a town like this you know not even like the location but like as far as like dying industry and small town and you know everyone oh do you know frank weaver yeah i fucking put narcan up you know i thought thought i'd find him dead with a needle's arm and all that shit like some of the stuff is 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 overt and and isn't and isn't um analogy or metaphor and there's a whole section where um uh jules is talking to like the whatever liaison at the school and she's saying like yeah a lot of these kids are homeschooled because they don't want be able to smell meth on their clothes. That shit and like, hit for real, like, for real, like, for me. Like, it's like a little, like, 30-second bit, and it's, like, so realistic. Um, but beyond that, like, there's a scene where they kind of retcon how he's has his dad, like, trapped, 
you mm-hmm. know, with like, you know, cause dad did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you took that scene without any other context, it's like, oh, this dude's fucking high as balls. Like this dude has a huge addiction and he's like on a meth bender and he's telling his kids to like lock him in a closet. Like when to go ir- irregardless. Right. Regardless. Regardless. Right. Uh, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, like so much of this Absolutely. is, and also with Jules too, the Wendigo represents like this generational abuse of like molestation and and her like physical abuse, leaving, substance abuse, like leaving her brother mm-hmm. behind, having guilt because she couldn't stand being there anymore, and then having you know twenty years of of guilt, and also her brother like having to survive without that, and being like, you don't even know what he did with me because you were fucking gone. So beyond all my other gripes with this film, it's heavy. And it's real. Most of the horror is real horror. It is. Like emotional life horror. But we also get a really badass creature. Pretty good creature. In a classic creature feature presentation, we go, I would say, 100% of this movie without seeing 100% of the creature. And 85, 90% of the movie without seeing the creature really at all. Mm -hmm. There's various stages and like the evolution. And like there's some pretty good shit. The Frank as more humanoid that you get close up and you get some primal like Glowing rage heart. and like all that type of shit, which is good. But like final form character or creature, you don't awesome. get. And it's very alien-esque in that. And mm-hmm. you know that Guillermo del Toro, if he didn't have direct like guiding hand, just the fact that he was a producer and uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Cooper was familiar with his work, like there was a lot of nods because that's there. There were GTD, GDT uh, vibes in this for me. Yeah. Also, I say eighty to ninety percent of this film is shot in um, red or red and blue cop lights. Not that much, but yeah. <laughs> okay, sixty percent. Man, I did not enjoy Jesse Plemons as a cop. I mean, he, he's such a badass actor to me that What's he seeing him or? playing. Breaking Bad? Like, the opposite yeah. of a badass was, like, I just felt like it wasn't him. And, and yeah, and, I mean, I feel like most people know him from Breaking Bad, where he plays such a fucking badass, and, like, he's so cold. and He's also, like, 100 pounds lighter. Yeah, and... He blew up. You think that's real? Because it did not look real. No, no look at photos real. of him. It's definitely real. Did he get real. that big? He got big. Oh, Jesus. Damn, he got big. Um... I just did not like seeing him as a cop. I feel like it just didn't he was, make sense. And I know, he, I know he, you don't like cops, but I mean, is it no? But I mean, I feel a good like guy or I feel like he just didn't like. I feel like that character just like wasn't for him. I feel I know, like, like I fucking, did not I, like that I, character. I, I, think I didn't really well. like any of these fucking characters. Like they were okay. all relatively annoying to okay. me. I like. I think the most likable and my favorite character is probably Frank. Um, the like, most likable, like that's a like okay. My Frank favorite is, character is a, a fucking statement. Most likable, he's a fucking meth head who's leaving his kid out in the fucking car while he cooks fucking drugs. Like he doesn't have a lot of redeemable qualities, well, and that's before like, he turns. Obviously, into, is like doing like what he needs to do. Like there's no other way to provide him with like what he needs. It's like what we think. And like, yeah, he's doing that, but he's not 
letting him be exposed to it. And I feel like he threw him a fucking bag, bag of meth, like a gallon bag full well, of meth. Always like, don't leave this truck while I'm minutes. cooking meth out there, like sixty feet underground. What's he fucking supposed to do if he's cooking meth just to get by? Maybe don't put it bring in your the. Kid if you're you. gonna, if you're gonna pull that card, walk the four feet to the fucking door, put it in the glove box yourself, and fucking lock it. You certainly don't. Toss a fucking gallon bag full of methamphetamine yeah. to a child. What's the turn first, your it, was, it was a sandwich bag. Turn your back. What's the difference? Yeah. Are we like just? Are, are we doing bits right now? Because no. I can do bits. What the fuck are you talking about? The kid knows his dad the is like doing The kid knows, and drugs. the kid has it in his fucking hands. Are two different fucking things. You realize this shit can kill you from smelling it, right? Put yeah. it in a locked fucking box and walk away and pretend to be on your moral high ground. But to the fucking kid obviously to- knows what he's doing to survive. He's not gonna like smell that shit or do that. He how knows. Do, how do no, fuck that? You're full <laughs> of shit. Whatever. Frank's the most likable character. I don't agree with that. You don't agree with it because it's fucking wrong. Full I, stop. I, objectively I, bullshit. I don't even really like Jules because she's complex, but like I think she's, she's more likable. What's wrong? Okay, well, let's just fucking strip all the layers back. Lucas, what about him? Why He's a not? Bitch. Why no? He doesn't understandably really show so. any emotion. He doesn't really because do he's fucking anything. eroded and cold and abused and a complete product of his environment. But as far as like likable, he like protects his fucking family he takes care of himself he's he has sen- sensibility very well he protects them in the way out. a 12 year old could <laughs> they get out i mean okay. he should have gotten help okay he should have told somebody about it one thing before we get any further into how much you hate all these human characters <laughs> and their struggles is i love that they went with the like late 80s the redhead is the bully stereotype like i fucking love that shit Bully was funny. It's like straight out of he like. He was the most likable fucking character. In my favorite. He, well, I mean, Second he most, does probably. throw some slurs. So I can see why you liked him. Why I liked him. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, there was a hard f bomb in this movie. It was followed by a great kill. Of it was him a good kill. Too. Yeah. Kids die in this movie, which is great. A couple of kids. Cops yeah. die in this movie too. Which Cops die in this great. movie. I didn't see a dead priest. No, maybe because it's, it's Oregon. It's there's yeah, no fucking. There's no it's the irreligious belt. Like there's not a whole lot of fucking. Yeah, they're either atheists there. or. You yeah, know. if you want dead priests, you got to go to like Texas and Missouri. 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 Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, we can get some dead priests in the south. I pastors didn't. I didn't hate, but also didn't really care for like. Oh, also remember the old sheriff that we used to have? Yeah, he's native. He's gonna explain all this shit. I did hate that. Graham Greene is a fucking incredible great actor. actor. Yeah, he's great. He's so good. And but I'm it was s- almost like magical. Uh, Dude, and he I mean, always is. And like, why? Co- okay, so why couldn't he have been? Uh, the main detective. Just the sheriff. The sh- exactly, the sheriff. Yeah. Like, if you're going to just go in on the trope because it's like a Native American story, like, I get that, but why does he have to be a secondary character with minimal lines and he's like some fucking shamanistic sage who just comes out and deciphers paintings or pictures? Uh, he's like, oh, he's not got- a fucking, is he not a Native boy? It yeah. can't be. And it's like, that shit's infuriating because Graham Greene is a bad motherfucker. Also, he could have got rid of Jesse Plemons, the cop brother, because he didn't, like add a whole lot and have him as the current sheriff and like and that would have worked and that would have been fine there's there's a lot of like the first hour so much development and they're like coming back there's like four scenes where they have like they're checking out bodies right and i like the gore dude the practical effects on this are are pretty good especially the husk 
We'll yes. get into it. Oh, fuck yeah. But I, if you had made him the sheriff, you don't have to like have all this like extra development where you have to go find this guy and like find out all the information and stuff. He just know it by like going over like the book he has and like like talk fuck man like it it's just it felt like not drawn out but the first hour is so slowly paced and it's not like that's bad but it's like that wasn't necessary when you have this great character actor you could have used who was already basically doing what you would have had sheriff right doing so they could have sped that shit up i don't know i i like this movie more when I finished it than when I was halfway through. And I feel like I like this movie in a similar way that I like the ritual. If you guys saw that love the ritual, which like yeah. awesome creature design, mm-hmm. really cool lore, pretty good performances. Also a very slow first half and very slow and slowly paced and too long. And this movie's movie not is long. A little too long. This movie's like an hour 40, maybe. And yeah. I think it's one thirty nine. I think, I think if it's I remember correctly. Spot, yeah. And just I don't know like I like I the rituals two plus two plus easily yeah yeah, yeah. um but uh but I don't know like I I feel like I felt like the pacing at the beginning wasn't like a bad thing but when you get to like the last 20 25 minutes fucking non-stop but it's also a creature feature like that is the formula you can't mm-hmm. blow your load fucking early and same thing with the ritual another creature feature like you don't get that shit until late now that one is a little too long even though i really i love the it's ritual good. uh it is a little too long you could cut 20 minutes out of that movie probably and end up with a better product but At like least, yeah. this is i mean what are you gonna do well you, like, you got a lot of frank in the beginning but if you just go straight when to go in the first hour where do you, you go from there? Well, the, you sorry. Could, the, go ahead. No, go ahead. You, <laughs> I'll okay, go. You could, you could cut out like maybe five <laughs> minutes of them looking at his drawings because that's a big portion of the movie. And also, again, like cut out I, as, as good as he is, cut out the sheriff, make the, uh, make the older retired guy, like make him the lead detective. Yeah. That would have made that film better. I agree with that. I feel like and it could have been the same length. I feel like Frank's transformation could have gone a little quicker like there is a lot of just uh, people showing up to the house and just hear him growling like there's so many scenes of that i will say one thing that i really fucking liked was um one of the times that we see lucas um visit his dad and his brother and like give his brother like whatever he has and then he's back in his bed and and we hear his brother banging on the door like i'm hungry like i'm hungry like more food and he just puts on headphones and turns it up like that shit was good that's some abused kid shit right there i will say like honestly though like and i and i mean this is kind of you know picking out shit just to pick it out but so like at that point he puts on headphones and then like the soundtrack overplays everything and like it's still like a depressing moment and everything but if he put on his headphones and we could just hear the sound coming out of his headphones to him and the viewer still hears the um the brother banging and crying out for longer i think that would have really made that scene like the way more depressing and like dark which is like what i wanted and like because i was like excited i was like oh my god i was like his you know this is his little brother you know banging helping for food and he's putting on headphones like that's brutal and then the soundtrack just took over the like the whole sound and it just kind of ruined that sadness for me a little bit and i think it could have really been 
drawn out from us hearing more of that young child begging. I think you can also like get that same effect from looking at Lucas though, who's like dirty He's got and the same fucking face the fucking... whole movie. I mean, hot take. You could have cut Aiden out completely. You could have gotten rid of the little brother and just have Lucas be the one who's getting sick progressively towards the end of the film and not have him live. Yeah, but I yeah, but think still been as good. losing a lot of the like um, the addiction, sort of like oldest child metaphor because like he is a caretaker, not just for an old man, but there's an innocence that's in the reflection of Jules having like projecting all that. Well, right, yeah, but this... also like Aiden represents like an innocent bystander who has less of the like faculties and um, like resources at his disposal. Even though a twelve-year-old is limited in that capacity, like you're talking about, like a seven-year-old boy, and like they can be easy to put a hate or disdain on some like a perpetrating um, authority figure, like a parent who's making these decisions. But like when you look at it immediately juxtaposed with Paul and Julia, like her biggest regret and like part of her guilt is that she left behind that younger sibling. And like, that's something that Lucas isn't able to do. And I think that that is a big theme of this movie. Like he's not staying around because he loves his dad, which he does. And he wants to take care of him. But like, he doesn't have the means to take care of himself, let alone himself and Aiden. Now, I feel like maybe it could have been done better. I'm not arguing, but like I see very clearly why that character was necessary, even if it wasn't optimized. I agree. Yeah. And even if he was the one that was getting sick, like Julia being so interested in him and his story, like, I mean, we saw how they looked when they were getting sick. Like, he wouldn't have been able to show up at school. That's true. Looking That's like true. that without the timeline, you know, speeding right, up the, dramatically. The Jumanji poison vein. Yeah, thing. it would have been exactly yeah. like you need to go to the hospital right now. So like he and so and that, that is the yeah necessary for that too. You've got all those parallels too with Ju- Julie, who is being like, "Oh, I was also twelve when my mom died." It's like no shit, which we don't know, but <laughs> we assume it's like from spousal abuse, right? Uh. They never well, spell it out. I didn't. I didn't know if it was spousal abuse or just like cancer or so. Because they I, say that dad, that dad kills himself. Mm-hmm. Well, dad but kills I don't himself. think they ever talked about ex- explicitly how the mom. I I died. thought it was like a Forrest Gump situation where she dies young and then dad gets all horny for the little girl kind of thing, and like I. I gotta rewatch. Yes, you remember Forrest Gump, where she's like hiding in the cornfield, and like Forrest, pray real hard, and he won't find me and rape the shit out of me. I don't think she says those lines exactly, but Jeez. that's implied. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that is that. Yeah, is that Jenny? Yeah, Jenny. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. Um, <sighs> I had a point and I lost it. Oh, I think you made it. <laughs> um. Yeah, there but, are the parallels of his. Oh, the twelve-year-old. Death or loss of parents is what we were going on. Yeah, and also a question. What is your favorite vegetable? Dude, I actually really fucking hated that scene. That was, was probably the clunkiest really, dialogue of the film. It was really uncomfortable. Like, I mean, it, I mean, I guess they accomplished what they wanted, which was an awkward interaction of a teacher trying to relate to a student. But <laughs> did like, she, did she followed? the way that she did it, I, it was, I did not like it at all. Though I did like how he leaves and says, and don't follow me this time. Truth. Um, but yeah, that whole scene, it was like, that oh, was this a is clunky, a vegetable. That was a clucky scene. But also, like, 
have you ever seen like a stranger adult with like the best of intentions trying to connect? Yeah, it, like it's clunky and I have, and I've seen better, way better than that. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard when you're dealing with damaged goods. Agreed. Like really though, like it's hard. It's tough. And I don't know that it was a great scene, and I don't necessarily think it was. A, particularly strong from Carrie Russell or Jeremy T. Thomas there. But it didn't take me out. Like, I was very empathetic and invested in these characters, clearly. Um, and I was interested in where we're going. And you made a comment not too long ago, and I had a similar thought um, about even maybe an hour and 10, hour 15 minutes into this. Uh, my partner asked me, she's like, so she's just in and out of the room. She's like, mm-hmm. do you like it? And I was like, we have a lot of potential on the table still to be either really good or, or not very good at all. And what, what point was this at? Probably like an hour 10. Yeah. Because like, there's a lot but, on I mean, the table like still. Was this, yeah. was this when you're falling true. asleep or? Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, so there's like a lot on the table still and that's, I find myself most drawn to movies that leave me in that state for quite a while. You know what I mean? Like I don't uh I don't know, if you just give me everything I want right away, that's fucking great. And if you're just you absolute get garbage what well, dude, you I love <laughs> I'm a big fan of edging. And if but, you can keep me on that edge for an hour and ten, hour and fifteen minutes and then deliver the goods all it makes me want to do is revisit that first hour, hour yeah, and ten again. The I, to- I, I totally agree with that. I just feel like, for my sense, like the edger, like wasn't who I wanted it to be. He, Luke, you know what I mean, <laughs> Jesse. No, like I feel like, and, and like I don't. I mean, I don't. I can't really like, like put a finger on it, but. Don't like, don't I you dare like, put a finger on my butt. <laughs> don't even look at it. <laughs> like I love like You'll, slow burn like when I like, tell creature you. films like like build it up and then character like boom boom boom. But like the first hour like hour fifteen like I just not and invested. I guess this makes me seem like a piece of shit. Like I just like did not care and like I know man it's hard. No like fucking born on third base and like it, it's hard <laughs> to relate to people who not have less really, fucking though. than you. I get it. Not really though I because I grew up around a lot of uh, also like opiate overdose overdose and well, stuff yeah, that's in West, West Virginia, Virginia but like, like but still like not in your gated community like gated fucking community. Okay, yeah, sure. Sweet Bill is. I mean, I think we've talked about this off pod but amongst ourselves. Is affluent. Yeah, no, yeah, he's a trust fund kid. He, I've seen baby pictures. He actually has a silver spoon in his mouth. Yeah, and Sweet Bill <laughs> has also had friends die of drug overdose. No, we're not. Obviously, we're making light of things. I'm, I know. But no, no, like, but I, I get you. You I weren't just, invested in the characters for an hour, and you're like, like I don't care about these fucks. Like, je- like, like we said, like we've already said, like. As much as I love Jesse Plemons of an actor, like his character was not necessary. Like it did not add anything. Like you said, he just was there to say some blanket statements for some like kind of background as in like, oh, 20 years ago or like, oh, you left me well, here. Like the town on. ain't I didn't the like same those, no those more. Lines, no, but that's I think what I'm his saying. Character like, is good. I think why? his character is good. 
Because, again, like, a lot of this goes into just, like, the relationship between him and his sister, which you don't really gather that it's his sister till about 30, 40 minutes in. But if that's the route they're going, he does a good job. I think his performance is good. I don't think all the, I don't think all his dialogue is great. Yeah. But it's not that's that not it's fault, it's, it's not that I want to cut him because his performance was bad. I want to cut him because the flow of the film I feel like could have been better if you had maybe minimized the brother sister aspect of things. Yeah, but more mommy daddy, more mommy daddy stuff. But again, this that's not what this film is about. This film is about like addiction and generational abuse and how like you you know you see it mirrored in your community and how these people that are hurt and broken are not only susceptible to becoming wendigos or being targeted by them. But how they, you know, recognize the next generation coming up and how those people are suffering the same as them and they have no way out and you have the knowledge and so you feel whatever, like, obligated to help these people. Mm -hmm. And that's even explicitly spelled out where he's like, don't put this on, don't put our past on him, like, don't do that. He's like, like, it's not your responsibility. But it is, because he has no one and she's his teacher and she's taking interest. However... If you've given this fucking dad Narcan like a hundred times and he's a known drug addict and the kid is like definitely being abused and malnourished and you go up to the house and it smells like a dead body, you don't need a warrant. You have probable cause. Go in that fucking house. Dude, the amount of times that people just showed up at that house and then nothing happened was like kind of annoying. It was a little much. It was a little much. Most of the And I get like the teacher like taking a peek at the file and learning the address. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I like I get that like that is so believable to me. But and then like she shows up and and he's like not far away and he doesn't hear the car. Like you think he'd be worried and like keen of these kind of things. Obviously, there's not visitors there often. You think no. he'd hear this car roll up like door slam, but and he like goes out get a teener the, bag to go fucking sell it because he's a fucking uh, meth kid. I mean that's against the point, but like. um yeah, and then we get, like, the principal shows up there, too. I feel like half of this movie is people driving up to the Weaver's house. And then leaving. And then cops in red and white flashing lights looking at bodies. Yeah, and then the cop being like, ah, oh, we'll get a warrant tomorrow. Great Whatever. bodies, though. The corpses yeah. were fucking pra- badass. The Lots gore, of disembowelments. There's some great gore. The practical... The practical effects were great. This movie was violent when it needed to be. Now, it was toned yeah. down through a lot of drama, and I think that there's a lot of people who might be disappointed in this film as a horror movie because it doesn't have that beat you over the head. Like this is not for Gen Z. People None get beat over is, the head in this. That is true. But there's not gonna there's not a lot of like TikTok fucking fifteen second long things. Like this there's a slow burn. It's gonna require your fucking expound on that. This it's not like <laughs> jump scare heavy. Like you can true, get true. memes and scenes and TikToks and quick little fucking Portions of movies that are marketable to like the way today's media is consumed. This movie doesn't have that. What you need in this movie is to care about the characters for the final act to have any resonance. And the fact that you didn't really care for those characters can possibly speak to that. Not saying that you should or need to, but like if you. And you're not going to get that from a fucking Instagram post, you're not going to get that from a meme. Like. Insidious is a perfect example of like creepy shit being creepy and you could be like oh that's fucking creepy and yeah and like you can get that from a meme and kind of figure out how you want to feel about it this movie was slow it was subtle at times and there was times when it was fumbled and overt and 
it wasn't in your face gory, but when it was violent, it was violent as fuck. Kids were dying, and there was a lot of sustained shots on like corpses of children and mauled victims, and like Mm. those were impactful. I think also because of how minimal they were in the movie as well. But it's not like I don't know. It's it sure certainly isn't fucking brain dead. No, but again, like this movie is gorgeous. Like the like there's a scene like there's a scene where they're watching a movie on a film reel in class and like it's flashing Othello. and uh he, and, oh, yeah. and, and and Lucas is like carving the skull like that's intense but there's, also you can't carve a skull behind that, that little desk without your teacher you, noticing you can't do a lot of things that Lucas does in this movie that's not the point but there's also like scenes towards the end where she's driving her like bleeding out brother and you're like focused out. And also the scene where the principal is like walking around the house and it's all foggy. Like, like this movie was like really pretty to watch. Well framed, well lit. Cinematography was on point. Editing was really good. Sound was fucking great. Although like snorting and growling that fucking Frank as Wendigo was doing like, those were great sounds. Like I'm well researched. Like it sounds like a fucking buck. So, yeah, or so, something that sounds animalistic, but not like, oh, that's a bear. You right. Know, like that's something. That's a big animal that I don't know what it is, and I'm not feeling good. Rutting his antlers, and you can hear him fucking hooving into the fucking floorboards and shit. Like and I love that. And then there'll be like a, a a word in the middle of it too, like grunting and like son. Yeah. No, I did. I did hear that a couple times. Yeah. Um, that was badass. One thing, and unsettling. One thing I yeah. I didn't need explain, but I was hoping they would, was why the mine had all those medicine bags hanging down. So, and I don't need that explained, but like I was curious. I feel like they said what it was, but they didn't explain it. Like, I'm pretty sure they went down there, and and Paul, the brother, was like, "What are these?" And the ex sheriff was like, "Oh, these are." Blah blah blah. They used them for this, but I don't remember what it was. But, yeah, I feel like. But, that but, but they're like, war- he says they're wards. They're supposed to keep things out or in. Exactly. Yeah. But like, but, if you're going to cook meth in a mine, why are they why there are you in there? the beginning? Like, why are they there? I think that's part of the lore, though, right? Because it used to be a mine shaft. I don't so the think that the fucking had the that cookers for the, the meth windy. cooking people, like Frank and his buddy, were not the Didn't ones have that a put the no no exactly. They that's found what I'm it there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and so I think that whenever this mine was abandoned for whatever reason oh, part of it could we have can been probably guess it's probably yeah and unexplained the, murder and the death. superstition which you know would have been kind of strange that a bunch of blue collar white men hung up these wards to ward off the the wendigo which is you know you would think that that would be more of like a ritualistic thing like when he was saying like like uh frank was like oh or not frank um paul was like Oh, you're talking about myth, and the Graham Greens character, I think his name's Warren, was like, "Yeah, myth to you and your people, but you know, this is a warning story Cautionary that tale. we take very seriously and have believed and benefited from its beliefs and whatnot." So it's like, yeah, I don't know that the fucking mine workers would have gone through the trouble of putting up all the wars. I mean, there's two dozen of them, Easy. so yeah. And uh, did you guys recognize the deputy? He's the dad from Oculus. I did not. No, I, I haven't seen Oculus heart. in a while. I love that movie. It's, it's so solid. good. I, I haven't yeah, seen it in a while. Though. Though. Uh, but yeah, he, I can't. I, I'm sure I've seen him in other stuff, but I was like, oh, fucking dad. You're daddy. But it's daddy. I do like daddy. 
any other thoughts, gentlemen? Well, let's talk about this fucking creature. I mean, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we haven't even gotten into like I yeah when he's like full Wendigo and and, and gets out and everything. Right, Wendy. Um, when he goes full <laughs> Wendy. Um, I much for a Wendy, Wendy doesn't Jesse Clemens say that in Breaking Bad? He I think doesn't. he does say that. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he does. He does. Uh, <laughs> That's, I uh, Frank. I, actually, ironically, <laughs> Frank says that. I liked and didn't like the like burning heart kind of thing that they had going like on. Like the glowing, the glowing heart. That's yeah. an interesting take because the Wendigo's weakness is his ice heart, and so like it was like a fiery heart. It's like the opposite kind of. Yeah, I didn't really it was, get like, that, but cool it, his made hot a, heart with a cool island song. It made m- probably better visual uh, in a dark mind. Yeah, yeah, to have like the the heart glowing of like a fire. Um, that maybe it wasn't that cool though. Cause I didn't love that part of it or maybe I didn't like how much of it we got. I didn't like it in Frank where before he's like, you know, fully metamorphized. Like I didn't like that. It was like constantly glowing out mm-hmm. of him. I was like, okay, he's a firefly. All right. But when these fully transformed and is like wearing his own face and stuff like that's kind of cool. That was badass. That was so cool, actually, when when we saw that it was so, like, his face skin on it. And I get that they, and they say it, they're like, oh, you can only, you know, kill him when he's eaten and he's in his weakest point. And so they kind of, they they tell you that beforehand. But this dude, I mean, the Wendigo is, like, throwing people with, like, a single arm swing, like, like, knocking them out and shit. Fucking 300-pound Jesse Plemons. And then... He's fucking huge. And then Julie is, like, able to, like, stab him. (laughs) Jesse Owens is also huge. Um... But she, like, stabs him with, like, a fucking pry bar, like, a few times, and he's just kind of, like, taking it, you know? Right yeah. in front of his fucking kid. Like, she buried that shit into him a lot. I a really like that, and it didn't cut away, and it that. stayed on. I loved that. And more flair. And squelchy. Squelchy. I, dude, I... I'm talking about, like, stabbing into the back and... Yes. And, oh, yeah. I, I was into that. I also like the split husk, Frank. Any... Oh, I mean, fuck, yeah. That was yeah. fucking awesome. I mean... Talk about, I mean, we just watched The Fly, like yes. similar kind of, it's not so much like a transformation as, as much as it is something emerging out it's of like a post-chrysalis body. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, that w- was fucking solid. Creature was sick and we didn't even get to see it all the way, which was beautiful. And I hope that's the best You way. saw enough. Oh yeah, exactly. You saw enough. That it was genuinely like scary, you know? Yeah. Like, and I feel like, the human reactions to the monster were also like believable. Like they weren't over the top, but they also weren't like so emboldened and just like this brazen hero fucking bullshit. Like it was disturbing and they were it was like unsure a, it was of like themselves. A like, Woo! Right, yeah, the cat from outer space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um it was great. Actually, I thought in this final act where we go back into the mine so that um, Lucas can save Aiden and this, you know, uh, Frank shows up and he's full Wendigo and all this stuff. And Jules, Julia, um, she shines here because it was a moment of her actually. See, I like this. Not only do I like this because it was dark. Not only do I like this because it was like a strong female, but it also changed the narrative of the abused into one of growth and like a more like a leaving better than from which they should came. And like, she was strong enough to say like, no, 
It's never going to change. And like she went full protector. She didn't become soft to make the ending happy and try to reunite the family or like find a cure or any of that shit. Like she learned from her experiences and became ruthless in her mission to eradicate that. And so after she buries that fucking crowbar into Frank's chest, probably about what? Eight times. Three. She fucking stabs Aiden to death. Like, like hug like hugs him. Oh, and she's compassionate, just... but she fucking she hems that fucker up. She kills a seven year old boy on screen in front of his dying father in brother. like two feet so brother, yeah. two feet in two feet two foot fuck off two foot two foot in front of his brother as well and she just looks at him ice cold and is like no it's never going to be better he's not sick it's never going to change love that mm. i did like that but no i like that but in my mind that's still a happy ending because they still killed the big bad. No, they didn't. They didn't, though. Well, okay, yeah, that's true. But, like, I okay, I guess what I said is it's not true. Then. I didn't but, actually like the ending. So, why not? What did you not like about it? Because now I'm blurry on it. I okay. It's not that I don't remember it's, how it ended. But you watched what it did this you? morning. But you're having trouble recalling it? No. Um. <laughs> so, I... <sighs> Watching it, it's a good spectacle. Like, the special effects are good. The acting is good. But you already know that's where it's going. You know? Like, like way before it even happens. Like, it, it I don't want to say it's lazy because it's not. But it just feels like you're wrapping this up. Like, it felt like a very clean. And I know, like, towards the end, there's, like, the little, oh, yeah. you know, nod where it's like, oh, things are not over yet. But... I don't know. It just seemed like, okay, yeah, he's almost dead. He's bleeding out. You guys are going to drive to the mine. You're going to finish things up. You're going to save the kid. You're going to kill the little brother. Like, yep, we're waiting for this. Cool, mm-hmm. wrap it up. I'll take it. I mean, what's the alternative? The, like, the a lot of Wendigo, other things. When to go fucking wins and we turn <laughs> yes. this into I mean, like a seven-part serial and like no. we get an iconic monster and like a bunch of bad sequels that we all fucking love, sure, because it's fun. And I'm not necessarily super opposed to that idea, but this is a better movie and a better like film because of start to finish, man, and how it fucking ended. Like, if you would have just had that, and it's like fucking evil fucking dies tomorrow night, and like they just keeps killing. It's like like this movie does not need, nor should it have any fucking sequel. The open endedness and the ambiguity. It's not. A, it's not really ambiguous. It kind of is. Not really. Sure. Whatever. But okay. So what happens to Julia afterwards? I mean, her brother turns into a Wendigo. That's what happens. But what happens to Julie? We don't know. Probably Would you say it's ambiguous? F- no. Say that she probably boring. kills her brother in the sequel, Antlers Two: The Antlering. But Paul could have died. Uh, Paul should have died from his injury. Yes. The killing of the little brother shouldn't have fucking worked. Should have gone to fucking Julia, and then she fucking or Lucas turns into it kills and her kills her. Self, or yeah, or like one of those. But but like so many things that I criticize, I don't have a better like answer. Like I like it's not like there's this other movie that they should have made that would have been better, and it's not that this is a bad ending. It just felt like 
not like telegraph, but like I already, I already kind of knew where it was going and it wasn't as satisfying. And I don't want to be surprised every time. It doesn't need to be a twist ending or anything like that. I don't, again, I'm like criticizing it without any real, like, but sometimes real the thing criticism. you see coming and the most obvious answer is the fucking best answer. And it's most obvious for a fucking reason because, like, that is the resolution that it should reach. That doesn't mean every time. The same that it doesn't always need to be a twist ending. But, like, I think we got what we fucking should have had. It, the it, idea that maybe it goes into Lucas and Lucas kills her is good. And I'm always a fan of, like, take it as dark as you want, but, like, when you continue the lens of the allegory of addiction, that is such an insanely accurate and very fucking dark metaphor to end a movie on. Not saying that I would have hated it. In fact, the more I think about it, I would have I liked actually it. like that. <laughs> but like the idea that this fucking addiction has already done its damage and now it's consumed this boy who's fuck dude. Twelve. By the time you're twelve, and I hate to say it, man. I knew a lot of kids who I fucking knew were going to be shitheads because they came from shithead homes and they had shithead mm-hmm. parents. And by the time it was 12, it was fucking done. Yeah. It was over. And guess what? I wasn't fucking wrong. And they didn't get better. Yeah. And the happy ending never fucking came. And they didn't get help. And it wasn't because they didn't have people to love them. It wasn't because teachers didn't try to help them out. It wasn't because grandma wasn't it's a safe piece place. Of shit. It's because that's how, the damage was done. Yeah, that's how shit works out. And... You know, that's a pretty good ending. But that's also like we got to be real. This had a pretty fucking decent budget and was had a pretty wide release and pretty good promo run. A big director, that, big big producer. That movie yeah. probably was not getting made. That's a well, and maybe it was because this movie was in like production hell for a long time, wasn't it? COVID kind of fucked it more yeah. than like yeah. creative differences and things like that. Um, and this also was. The screenplay was based off of a story called, uh, I believe, The Quiet Boy. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that screenwriter, or uh, sorry, the author of that, Nick uh, Antosca, was also a screenwriter for this. I haven't read his short story, so I don't know how that was supposed to end. And like you said, maybe it was you know, supposed to be that movie, or maybe it was that dark, and maybe it couldn't get greenlit. Who knows? Um that's honestly, I fucking I gotta recant. That's probably a movie I like more, just because it's real and terrifying and fucking dark and like disturbing for those who have lived through it or near it, adjacent to it. And like, yeah, the sad reality is, is Lucas is probably gonna be a fucking dirty meth head and fucking he's gonna be cannibalizing his own relationships and he's going to push away those people that want to help him and he's going to be the real fucking monster as early as today but certainly for the rest of his fucking life and he's going to hurt those who try to fucking help him that's a pretty fucking badass ending I don't see it getting made by a major studio though no I feel that they also even say when they like have him in the hospital like oh this kid's been abused for a long time we've had him on antipsychotics it's like yeah he's 12 Uh and he grew up in like Broken home is putting things lightly. Yeah. I mean, this is... I know that you like m- to turn up the gore and the dark. It's not about but that. This I is love slow dark. burn, like I'm no gore like this shit, dark. too. It was dark. And the gore was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe it is the like 
fact that you, for whatever reason, not that's not a criticism. For for whatever reason, you weren't compelled by these characters enough yeah. to fucking care because like the emotional connection is requisite for the impact. I believe. Yeah. No, I agree with that, and and I don't think there's a real reason why I wasn't emotionally connected to characters because that's usually pretty easily for me to do is to get emotionally connected to characters but and they were well acted didn't happen yeah in this i mean i stopped and started this film like three times i'm not gonna lie really yeah i (laughs) watched it today in three parts (laughs) wow (laughs) uh through my own failings um but uh still overall enjoyed this film although i have plenty of critiques which we have just gone in depth about yeah soundtrack you didn't like not crazy about it Indifferent or yeah, wasn't in, a fan. Indifferent, of kind yeah. of. I mean, the sound effects great, but like the sound the, effects great. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I. I don't know. What, again, it's like what what's lacking. I couldn't really put my finger on it. Um, but in you weren't gravitated towards. I wasn't gravitated towards. You know what I actually when I think about it just offhand, what I would have liked would be like almost more like the witch, where it's like more like choral kind of, maybe even more like like indigenous kind of music or something yeah and maybe that's me being white boy but i i don't know it, like it didn't it doesn't i i it doesn't even stand out to me the soundtrack like, i couldn't even tell you really what the soundtrack was like what what musical score they put behind it besides like atmospheric music okay i feel like i liked it but i also couldn't tell you what it was so the film from like all technical standpoints was fucking really well done. Not I'm not even talking about characters or the performances on their behalf, but like how the film was shot, the framing and the cinematography and the lighting. filters and yeah. the editing and the lighting and everything like that was fucking top notch. Uh, the soundtrack doesn't stand out to me because I was so in love with the sounds, but the soundtrack was kind of forgettable. Now, to your point of uh, having like a more okay, so like parts of this movie to me, I was reminded a lot of both The Witch actually and Alien and other movies, but like some mm. of the techniques and some of the pacing were both like highly reminiscent of The Witch and Alien to me, which are both like I mean, I'm giving high praise there realistically. Yeah, those um, are big names, and they're very enjoyable movies, and I personally perfect. like them, right? Um, but I think it would have been pretty badass if they would have incorporated more indigenous music. But I think they probably try to stay away from that, from the fear of oversaturating with like a whitewashed point of view. And I think the way that you get around that though, is by changing Warren's role. Don't put in this fucking amazing native actor and like sure you could have given that to some fucking white dude and had him play some or role no name in, in red face and that was would we not have been better <laughs> no but I mean, it's hollywood and it fucking happens i'm oh, saying yeah. like you could have done that and that would have pissed me off so like there's a levels of this where i'm thankful that they use graham green because he's the guy to do that he's but also why not make him the central focus why not make him jesse plemons character and i know that that messes up a brother sister dynamic that you and i are so fond of but like i think there was ways to do it where if you were to have a more real indigenous representation that was classy and not caricature then you could put in some of that music and not receive the criticisms that maybe they were afraid of you know what i mean this guy he's a fucking badass too did you ever see blood quantum no. Okay. 
So it's a zombie film, but it's a good, different zombie film. And it has a lot of it's it's centered around like a kind of native kind of the, the local Native American tribe and they're like immune to the virus sort of thing. And uh, Michael Grayes, I think I might be butchering his name, um, you know, First Nations kind of person. And he's a great he's great in it. And he's also like kind of comparable in age to Jesse as far as an actor. And I don't know, just again, we're talking about the movie that wasn't made and how it could have been better or worse. Just out of quick curiosity, I did notice this gentleman's 54. How old do you think Jesse Plemons is? 38. 33. Really? I was going to say 35. He is yeah. big. He... he got big. Yeah. I honestly thought he had like a fat suit on. You guys something. know he's married to Drew Barrymore, right? Is that true? Yeah. Really? They've been together for a few years. Probably a hog. I bet he's got a hog. If it's gaining weight like he is, he's certainly got a <laughs> oh, hog. man. Hogzilla. 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 Um, I don't, fuck, man. I really like this movie. There were ways it could have been better. It's certainly not perfect. You guys might be a little surprised when I give my score after I'm so. gushing so much. Like, it definitely wasn't my favorite movie. But also, as I mentioned last week when you announced this, like, I had really low expectations for this movie, which certainly helps when you're digesting. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I was thinking, and even like I said, the slow first 30 minutes before Hour. I kind of start, well, like before I started to kind of turn about 30 minutes in, I was like, this is going to be shit. And then I was like, oh, maybe, and then it's still slow, but for like up until that hour point, I was like, maybe it's going to be good, really good, or maybe it's not going to be so great. And then I ended up really liking it. It's like, this honestly was what I wanted from Lamb. Okay. I wanted a lot of things from Lamb that was not delivered. So that's an accurate statement. I don't know. I wanted a little fucking kid with antlers that wore little sweaters. (laughs) Would you have liked this more if uh, Aiden turned into like an antler, fucking antlered punk rocker? Like he had a, a little like a crybaby yeah. leather jacket with some yes. buttons on it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah? Yeah. Fair. I guess, yeah. But I would like, like that more than most things. <laughs> like if this whole film had been in Ojibwe language with subtitles, would that have made it better? Yes. Yeah, probably. But it also couldn't be in like modern day Oregon. Yeah. No, it would no, be just, a completely different film. <laughs> just have the white people speak English with like Ojibwe dubbing over it. I think that would have probably been really offensive. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I would have watched it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we he picked it for the pod. We, we're definitely going to watch we it. We have to Regardless watch of, it. Of, yeah. of what language it was Speaking spoken in. Speaking of regardless of what language and being forced to watch things because they are picked for the pod. Oh, no. You guys want to wrap this up and get into next week's uh, next week's pick? Yeah, go Yeah, you want to ra- rate it? Yeah, Did I you guys an- rate this when I was gone? Uh, no. Okay. We have this. I wasn't gone. No, you weren't. All right. So <laughs> I've already, I've, I, mean, I apologize for kind of dominating this one. I really liked this uh, film and had a lot to talk about. It spoke to me. That being said, it's like in the firm B camp. I'm getting an 85. Okay. Solid eight, five. I really like this film. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't even in the top tier of movies that we've watched together or for the pod but it was very near it and uh i will definitely watch this again i like it and i would recommend it this gets a 70 
from me. Um, I would rec—I wouldn't recommend it to everybody, but there's certain, um, like horror fans and like certain you know type of horror fans that I would recommend this to. And I don't mean that as like a dig, isn't like oh I know someone that likes you. Like I don't like I don't mean that at all. But like it's um, yeah, like a little more more deep and focused on on you know these relationships and the characters which landed with some people but not with me which is fine um i didn't hate i didn't not dislike this movie really it just wasn't my favorite and and you said you went into this with um with low expectations i went in this with pretty high expectations for whatever reason um so yeah no i think a 70 i think i mean the lore was cool the gore was great um the character was awesome um there's some great kills and i mean there's like i'm being like kind of nitpicky like i didn't care about the characters too much um if i did then this would easily be in the 80 85 so i can definitely see that for sure what about you um i'm kind of in, in between you guys uh i, I oh. yeah right uh i give this like <sighs> a okay i give this a 77 i think that the, uh, the cinematography in this film is amazing it's it's gorgeous it, it, it really sure. is. Um, I think the acting is kind of a mixed bag, but is better than it is not. I think that the lore is great. I think the pacing is okay, although I have my own. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think just how I received it, I could have liked it more. If you um, watch it in one sitting. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so your pacing of the film? <laughs> yeah, my, my pacing. Ha- we it kind of felt like it took hours. three times to it's watch. Kind of, it took, I watched it progressively over 12 hours. Um, <laughs> but no, like I, I like this movie more than I didn't, and I would recommend it to people that I knew their tastes. You know, like like you're saying, Bill, like there are people that I think would really enjoy this film. Yeah. And some of that is like, <laughs> I mean, like I know people with shit taste. I do. There's two of them in this room with me. But um, <laughs> I know like, people who taste <laughs> shit. There's three of them <laughs> in this room, room with me. Ayo. But like, like there's an aspect to the um, like the interpersonal and like the like the real the real aspect of like addiction and abuse and all that that would speak to certain people and they would maybe not like they would get it but like they would appreciate what the story is trying to say instead yeah. of like oh i thought this was supposed to be a creature feature about wendigos you know so I, this is good i would rewatch this film i wouldn't rewatch it right away um i'd let it breathe a little bit yeah but the creature design on alone is fucking great, awesome yeah. And it's subject matter that um, is not touched on a lot, and and there's good there's good native representation in this, which is not like good in and of itself, but as like a bonus to like we have like other stories and right. and and other actors. That yeah, it's it wasn't not the, a fucking remake of the Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre or, or Friday else. the Thirteenth or what the fuck ever that we've done a hundred million times. Yeah, yeah. so and obviously. Our fucking podcast is named Thirteenth and L. Yeah, if you've, you've listened you to it. our Texas Chainsaw Massacre podcast reviews, you're like you know Bill and I love it. But also, new Friday the Thirteenth, new Halloween, new Thirteenth or new Nightmare on Elm Street, all fucking wet farts, man. Like mm. that new fucking Texas Chainsaw. We Bill and I watched it. We fucking hated it and mostly it was insulting we were criticizing it because it was redone hash it was bullshit and it wasn't original and it was a bastard it, uh, the only thing it was was a bastardization of the good that we already had so for this to come out and be a fresh 
take on a story that maybe it's not a brand new story, but it certainly hasn't been done on screen 30 times. No. Nope. And like, let's get some creative horror out. Like you mentioned the ritual. Yeah. That's a good, it's good. creative so new horror. We talked about Oculus earlier. That is new creative story. These are. And this is also like very gory. The like witch. way yeah. gorier than I was expecting. Like, like showing more than I was expecting to see. Yeah. And done well, like there's there is CGI, but there's also a lot of practical effects, yeah. which you expect with like Guillermo del Toro being involved in some aspect or another of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, let's say seventy-seven, good flick, yeah, good pick. I was really curious how we would all rate this, and uh, my partner asked me after she's like, "What do you think they're gonna think?" And I was like, "I honestly don't know. I feel like Bill could." Either it could really land, but more than likely he's gonna like it less than me. I probably would like it, like it the most, but maybe not. And I mean, I, we're all pretty close. Yeah, seventy I mean, we're to eighty-five in the same wheelhouse. I think the biggest difference for all of us was just personal taste and character connection. As far as was it a good film? As far as you know, gore and story, we all kind of seem to be in agreement. On the same page. It's yeah. Solid. It's good. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm I'm nitpicking for sure. That's the point. Yeah. It'd be yeah, boring like if we all came in and gave it a hundred. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's very well acted and well shot. Yeah. This isn't like Alien or the Thing. So, Midsummer. Midsummer. Which is probably our best podcast. <laughs> it's our longest podcast. Well, it's most entertaining because we're entertaining and minutes equal money. Yeah, I'm real funny. Yeah. Go back and listen to Midsummer, or just finish it for the first time. What um, are we watching next week, Michael? Oh yeah. Watch uh, okay. we're gonna watch a movie next week, and it's nothing actually that I alluded to earlier. It's nothing. Uh, yep, we're taking the week off. <laughs> no, but this is a film that I've been meaning to watch uh, for a while. Based on what source you get, it's kind of hard to tell. Like when it came out, I think it was oh, no. debuted in 2019, but it like didn't make its like theatrical release until 2020. But it didn't like it's everything I find online says. 2021 Wait, did you release. say 2019 or 1919? 2019. <laughs> okay. Um, so this seems like it spent a long time on the indie circuit before it okay. actually got like full finance. I don't know much I'm about interested. it. It's uh, waiting from Rose Glass, and the movie is Saint Maud. Oh, I've been meaning Saint to watch Maud. this. I don't know it. Never heard of it. It's a British psychological horror. It's supposed to have some pretty good gore. It's supposed to be nice. pretty fucked up, and it's a banger. It's like 85 I, minutes. I've heard it's pretty fucked. I've I heard like it's fucked. pretty fucked, and I've heard from some good people that I would like this movie, and I need to watch it. Um, I know that there's like some cult shit. There's like some Roman mm. Catholicism. A like lot possibly of Roman Catholicism Possession shit, potentially. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, I figured it's one that I didn't know if you'd heard of it, but I knew that you hadn't, and I know none of us have seen it, and we're staying in this vein of recent movies. How'd you know I haven't? I've asked you directly to your face, and you said, I don't know <laughs> so what you're, I don't talking, know what you're about. talking about. That doesn't mean much. No. Nope. But, uh, yeah. Shout out to uh, TC Tuggers for sponsoring <laughs> the show. The only sure with Tug Knob, so appreciate that. Corncop TV, shout out to Corncop TV. Corncop TV. Any other sponsors? Bird Up. Bird Up. Oh, the, worst the worst show, show on, on television. television. Yeah. That's about it. Time to cheese it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Team.